Hey everyone and welcome back to the It's Good To Talk podcast. So today is a little bit of a treat for you. Uh, I'll be talking to Victoria Hadel, who is an actress, theatre worker, uh, currently lives in the UK but originally from the US and is currently doing uh, a Masters in uh, Theatre Studies as well over in the UK. So the reason it's a treat, well, this was originally done as a podcast for the charity Up For Mental Health that I happened to chair and it was part of the kind of here we are getting started uh, podcast for that charity but I think it fits absolutely perfectly here on the channel. I think you should all enjoy it as well. Victoria is a lot of fun. We have a very open discussion, go into all sorts of different things, even talking about what kind of book, what kind of film and music has helped her with her mental health as well, or even just expressed what her feelings were on it. So, with no further ado, I will pass you over now to myself with a slightly different coloured hair. We are once again doing a podcast, and this wasn't necessarily the plan, but, you know, things change. So, um, if you didn't watch the first one, I am Adam Parsons. I am the Chair of the Board of Trustees for Up For Mental Health. Um, all of our stuff will be below, so you can find us on Twitter, our website, everything like that. But we're going to do something every month. I promise we will stick to it. Every month we're going to have something come up on the, this channel discussing mental health. It could be a podcast um, of some kind of chat. It could be somebody doing meditations. We don't know until we get there because unlike some of the mental health stuff, we actually want it to be real. And so we'll do it when it is available. Joining me today is one of our ambassadors um, found on TikTok. We have Victoria or Tori. I, I feel like saying your last name, but I feel I'll probably miss uh, miss say it. So give it a shot. Hadel. Yeah, that's it. I'm so, so I'm pleased myself for the rest of this podcast. So I'm happy to be for this. So yes, um, we're joined by by Tori, um, who is TikToker, actress, um, director. Yeah, she's got all those things. She can explain it a bit more in a minute. Um, but obviously, we're going to do a podcast now. One discussing basically why. Tori wanted to help out in talking about mental health, um, how mental health has affected her. And then we've also got a few things, a few little questions I've, I've asked her to put on the spot a little bit to see where we can go, um, you know, favourite songs and TV shows that might have helped with mental health as well. So, Tori, do you want to just introduce yourself and give us a, just a roundup of what or how mental health has affected you over the years? Um, yeah. So, oh God, roundup of myself. Um... That, why is that the hardest question already? <laughs> um, literally just like, who are you? Um, <laughs> tell me everything. No. Um, yeah, I'm an actor, director, uh, singer, um, sometimes comedian. Um, yeah, I mean, mental health wise, like I've, I've dealt um, with an eating disorder. Um, and, you know, that is that, does that answer? Did you want, what do we... It's More, entirely but... up to you what you say. Um, you know, it's it's. We don't. Whenever we want, we want to talk about mental health, especially as the charity, and and the big thing for the charity is that you find your own therapy and you find what's best for you in the mm. things that are available. So, I don't think it's ever really our place as a charity or my place as um, chair to ever say that you need to tell us everything or to tell us anything at all. It's just what you're comfortable with and what's best for you in your own healing as well as anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can I can go into the health mental health part a little bit more. I mean, yeah, just because I don't think it's something that's unique. So maybe there's other people out there that have related to it. But um, yeah, I mean, like I've always 
been, you know, that when I was a kid, everybody was like, oh, everybody's got to find their thing. Like some kids are good at like basketball or this or that, or like sports or dance, whatever it was. Um, so like my mom signed me up for every single sport that there was, um, like literally name a sport. And as a child, I did it and failed miserably at it because I'm just not like a physical person. Um, but I always like to sing. So then she put me in voice lessons and then started just like doing theater. And so from then it was like, that's just pretty much all I know how to do. That's all I do. Um, and I am decent at it. Um, okay. Some people have hired me. Some people have not. Um, <laughs> but I think like from early on in high school, um, I was very aware, like I was, I've always been, I'm, I'm like pretty tall. I'm like five, nine. It's not like crazy tall, but it's like enough that it was like, I was always taller than like all the boys in school and everything. And when it came to like being cast in shows, like in high school and stuff, it was like, oh, all of the like shorter, more petite girls are going to be the like Cinderella's. And you know, you can be the ugly stepsister because that's, that's you. And I was like, cool, that'll, okay. So you know, and th- and then it came around to auditioning for college, and that is a whole other ball game because when you're going for musical theater, which I was, which is just like you have to go in and you have to audition, and you have to sing, you have to do a monologue, you have to dance, which I still can't dance for shit. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they gave me a degree in it. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert, I got into school, but it's very competitive to get into school, and they would be very much like, oh, we're, we already have like the the like sick girls or like the fat girls or whatever we don't need another one kind of thing and so then when I did get into school it was very much everybody was trying to get the Broadway body um and so I developed an eating disorder um and you know that's something that's something that I still deal with today It, it doesn't ever really go away um but it's gotten better um but yeah, there's just always been, there was always just, I felt like a lot of pressure to look a certain way and to, to stay thin, like just in case, you know, like, oh yeah, you're probably too tall for this part, but like, just in case you should probably be thin in case they might want you for it kind of thing. And, you know, you should be thin just so that you can get an agent and, and what, which is like complete bullshit and the system is messed up and hopefully it's changing, but, um, that was kind of what led me to have that. Um, I think it's one of those industries along with, with music, although music seems to be a lot less nowadays, um, with people like Lizzo and that, but it does seem to be one of those industries where they, you're, you're expected to be like a stick. Um, mm-hmm. it's very difficult. And I think it's, it's still hard for a lot of people to know the response to someone that's had an eating disorder or has an eating disorder because no matter what you say depending on what is going through that person's head how they're feeling what stage of their issue they're going through it's going to be the wrong thing um and it's also i think for a lot of people especially um i think probably older people as well that in their mind they're being they're being nice oh you look lovely you look beautiful and you just come going yeah but um, is that i look beautiful because I've just lost weight. Is it I look this because of this? And as I say to you off camera, I used to be massive. I used to be. So if anyone in got to do the conversion. So if anyone in the US, I was nearly 300 pounds. Um, and in the UK, I was about 20 odd pounds. Anyone in mainland Europe and the rest of the world. Um, Christ, that's where it gets difficult. But I was I was like 120, 130, 30 
kilograms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had the same thing and I didn't have an eating disorder. So for someone that he doesn't even didn't have one, at least not consciously, when I um, slimmed down originally, people were going, um, oh, we thought you were ill. It's like, oh, fucking great. I've done all this. And it's, yeah, brilliant. Fantastic. And you thought I did it in another um, Like, cool, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So it's... Yeah, it's hard. I've definitely had to have conversations with my family around my weight. And because, you know, my weight fluctuates. Um, honestly, fluctuates like 20 pounds, 20 US pounds. I told somebody the other day that I lost 20 pounds recently. And they were like, holy shit. And I was like, I didn't realize that you guys use a different system of pounds. Oh. Right here. So they were I, probably very confused. So, I mean, I, I will say this for anyone in the world, especially America, that thinks they are the only ones that use that system. We do, too. We gave it to you. Um, the pounds makes perfect sense to us. Inches and cement, uh, um, centimeters make both the same amount of sense to us. We don't care. We use all of it. And miles are fantastic. Kilometers make no sense. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah. but I've had to, like, have conversations with my family and be like, hey, Cause they'd be like, oh, like when I'd like come home from college, um, they'd be like, oh, you lost, that like, you look like you lost like five pounds or something, like you look really good. And I like had to have a really, I like had to say to my, to, to my stepdad, um, like, I know you think you're giving me a compliment and I thank you for that. Like you're saying I look nice and I appreciate that. And, but, to, but I need you to not, I, like, I need you to not praise me when I lose weight. And I need you to not, you know, be negative when I gain weight, which they're not. But I, it was, it was honestly more of the positive thing when it was like, oh, you look good now that you lost weight that I've had to be like, I need that to stop. Because yeah. that makes me feel like that at other times, oh, I didn't look good. And that's what everybody was looking at when they were looking at me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting as well. I mean, looking at your TikTok, when you have mentioned your weight and going into the comments, is people trying to be nice, but it, again, it, it, it's, they're all going, oh, you, you look lovely. And depending on what time of day it is and how many drinks you've had, that may take different, <laughs> that may take different mindset of just going, going, but that's not how I feel. And at the end of the day, it's how my camera is going crazy. Sorry, everyone. Um, uh, it, it doesn't. Zoomed in. <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter how it affects you. I, like whether I'm physically attracted to you, it's, it's how I feel. And it, it can be really difficult. And I mean, Again, that's talking to someone who do, does not have it or has not been diagnosed with a, an eating disorder. But I know um, people that have. And it can be, it's, I think it's very difficult when people want to be nice, even about going, we, but you don't need to lose weight. And you can go, well, yeah. that, that doesn't matter. Like, I'm still, it's, it's very, it can be very, very difficult. And the amount of times, like, I've, I've said to people when I'm going, yeah, but I'm fat or something. When I, even when I was losing weight as well. And they're like, oh, you're not. I'm like, I am. Don't lie to me. That, that, that's what you end up going, like, don't yeah. lie because now I feel like it's even worse because of that. So it can be really difficult for people. Well, I would get like, it, it would be like, okay, like my friends don't think I need to lose weight and these people don't think I need to lose weight. But when we go out, guys aren't talking to me, they're talking to them. Um, so that's, that's the thing. And um, so like that, I would use that as like, oh, if guys aren't coming up and talking to me, this is also like 22 year old Tori, not 25 year old Tori, who is still making poor decisions, but she is much more informed now. Um, but I would just be like, oh, they're like, they're only talking to my friends that are thinner than me. So I need to be thinner and look like them. And then people will acknowledge me. And the messed up thing about it is that it worked. Like whenever I like went up, like had an episode and was like, 
dropping weight really quickly, um, people were nicer to me and people were talking more to me and like guys and sliding in my DMs more and things like that. And it's stupid. You know, I mean, when you're 22, especially you definitely use that stuff as validation. Um, but then when I moved to China after that, where the dating pool was basically like nothing, like it was just, there was no dating pool. If you're, um, if you're a foreign woman in China, because, um, like 90% of the Chinese guys like don't want to date you. And then um, any of the foreign guys that are there, there's like the whole thing of like um, Chinese women dating uh, like white English teachers is like a whole stereotype thing over there. So then there was, I read an article um, in Smart Shanghai and it was like a whole thing of just being like, being single in your 20s as a foreign woman in China, like a saga. And it was just a whole thing. So ironically, that actually helped my mental health a lot because it was like, well, there's no stakes right now. Yeah. Like, no matter what I do, nobody wants to date me, so that's okay. But that was where, honestly, all of it stemmed from just like insecurity around acting and and dating. So... And there is I think yeah. something in there that we absolutely do not talk about. Um, I, we don't, I think we're better maybe in, in uh, UK, certainly better in mainland Europe. I think you're probably awful at it in America. And that's talking about sex and mental health. Yeah. Because we just don't talk about it. We don't talk about the fact that actually, yeah, there's, <clears throat> for you, the validation was in some way sex. Like whether... Oh, it 100% was. Okay. 100%. I didn't want to assume, I didn't want to assume it was just sex, but you know... No, no, because it, because that's <laughs> the thing, is that during that time when I was getting validation, it wasn't like it was any meaningful interactions. It was like, see one night, and then I never see them again. And then I felt like shit for a month. Yeah. And yeah. was like, oh, why? And, and, you know, just things that you only start to understand when you have perspective. And even now, like, it's hard to, like, not, when you're feeling down about yourself, to not just want to go out and get that instant validation. Yeah. Um, but, no, yeah, that 100% is what it was. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but, like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, it is, it is, and, I mean, even in the facts of you going, sorry, Mom, talks about the fact that we don't talk about it. We don't talk about the fact that, actually, yeah, of no. course we have sex guys it fucking exists like and, and the, the fact that we have to avoid it i think sometimes can really mess with people's mental health as well or that yeah. you're shamed because of, i mean think of the some of the biggest shames of like the past 20 years has been people coming out as gay trans and basically it's um middle-aged white guys not liking the idea of other people talking about their sex or mm-hmm. talking about sex in general or oh no can't talk about that i can't put it in the new fuck off like mm-hmm. it's it is a reality it is a reality we exist on this earth because of sex it has to have an impact on our mental health at some point because everything has an impact on our mental health and yeah. just otherwise is ridiculous and especially when you were saying like it's it's it can be a validation um even if it's just a, a sexual attraction that's a yeah. validation somebody just talking to you because it's like oh okay my, my, my ass looks good today right you know, it's a, yeah, it's, and there's there's even like like there's certain things that I'm just like, I know if I'm feeling really down about myself, like if I go into this like one bar 
around here and I order this drink, I know that I'm going to get lots of attention. And sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I need that validation and that's okay. <laughs> like yeah. it's just, I, I need just some, some weird people to just buy me a drink and, and I'm going to feel good and, and then turn them down. This sounds horrible, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you need that sometimes. That definitely doesn't sound horrible. I'm going to pick up on one thing there, get drinks and turn them down absolutely valid fucking everyone out there you're not owed any you don't owe anybody anything if they're buying you drinks so we're just gonna because i feel i feel um there's there's 22 year old tory's mind that came through there for a second um you absolutely don't owe anybody anything 22 year old tory thought she owed everyone everything 25 year old tory doesn't want to have anybody pay for anything and so she insists on paying for everything even though she's broke as fuck that sounds like just everyone a, a lot of the time. It's like, no, 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 but, but why? Um, but yes. Uh, hey, I got this, guys. I got this. I, gotta <laughs> I be... got this. I'm going to just take out a loan. It's fine. Um, Let me pull out my credit card. That is a $500 limit. Uh, but yes. So, guys, don't don't ever feel that you, you earn anybody anything for that. Um, no, you do not. You don't you. owe them anything. You do not. You know, they, 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 you, and you also never know. Don't assume. Also, don't assume that if somebody's buying drinks, they do want something because they may just be lonely and they just want to chat. So it's just the whole thing. And sometimes that happens. Any size. So, um, yeah. But, but yeah, it, it's everybody has that little um, black dress, don't they? Of, well, I don't. But you know, everybody has that little black dress of going out and going. I have. I have a specific <laughs> outfit. I have a specific outfit, and like, it's like almost like battle armor. I'm just like. Okay. And I, I shit you not, every time I put it on with the intention of I'm going to get this person to notice me and it's going to end well, every fucking time it's worked. Every single time. And now I can't say what the outfit is because I may need to use it again. But I mean, that's the thing. And I think it gets, it gets difficult. I think it becomes far more difficult for women because of um, toxic masculinity, which is every levels of bullshit. Um, and if, if anybody actually does watch or, or listen to this podcast and wants to <laughs> and have a go at me for it, bring it the fuck on. Um, I am the result of toxic masculinity. I am well aware. I am a form, I'm a former tournament fighter, martial arts instructor, over six foot, broad-shouldered, middle-class white man. Are you I am. Foot? I'm six foot two. Oh, wow. You're not the only person. I, I, I don't know what. the camera angle. Apparently it's the camera angle. Um, <laughs> now that I see it, like you are very broad. I, I see it. Okay. <laughs> I, I had to, so I have, because uh, I've uh, other, because I'm a Twitch streamer, I've had other Twitch streamers come go, you don't see that top? And then I've met them and I've gone, oh, fuck. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, if we so had met for coffee, I would have just been like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's, I am the result of toxic masculinity. So when people are going to go, because I think it's very easy for people to have a go um, about, oh, you can't have a go at this because you don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Guys, anyone that wants to have a go at me, I am the fucking result of toxic Everything about me screams toxic masculinity. It doesn't mean I agree with it, and it's fucking ridiculous. But like, what, speci- what specifically? Oh, it, what do you mean? What, like what, what about you screams it? Yeah. I think everything. Because and and privilege, everything about me I think screams toxic masculinity and privilege. Because like I say, white privilege. I am my voice alone. Even in the UK, I have a well-pronounced voice. I am middle class. Um, I am white male, and I'm over six foot. And the, and the height does matter. It just does for some people. And then I'm I'm and toxic masculinity. Well, broad shoulders and over six foot. And I'm a former tournament fighter that instructs people in self-defense and martial arts. And I've been doing it since I was four. But that doesn't scream toxic masculinity. Your I, think actions. I think the fighting in tournaments 
does the, the the way that people go around it i think a lot of the time really does no no not all the time not all the time there are some places that are that are better but i think but like most the behavior women, in the i think it's also if you had most women going into a dojo depending on what it was teaching i think a, a lot of women would feel intimidated because it is a, yeah. it's a macho bravado around it and which i don't i hope i don't do when we when we when i teach self-defense because most of the people i teach are are female but i think that's that's definitely there and unfortunately um that then trickles down into everything else and it's now going to be because i know that there'll be people thinking if they're listening to this because some people are fucking idiots mm. thinking oh yeah but wait a minute she said that she doesn't um care what people think but then she does care what people think yeah you're allowed to do that guys that's that's absolutely fine one day you might be going you know what i need some validation i need to know that i'm attractive and then the next day you'll be like yeah but I also don't need you to fucking creep me out all the time. And that, that's... Well, that's the thing. It's like, it, you know, I mean, what, I'm, we're, also, we're also human beings. Like, you know, I'm not a perfect person. Like, I, I, I mean, yeah, definitely, sometimes I'm like, get the fuck away from me. Like, I don't want to deal with some of this right now. And then, like, like for, like, some people that slide into my DMs, and then some days I'm just like, hey, I could fuck with this today. Like, I'm, you know, whatever, like, sure, like, you want to flirt? Go ahead, send me some flirty stuff, it's late, like, you know. <laughs> and that's that's the thing, you're, you're allowed to do that, and I think that's, some, that's something I want to make very clear, and I think the reason I'm making that a bit more clear now is, if, if depending on when you're you're watching or listening to the podcast or anything, um, the current situation in the UK and Scotland is there is a massive um, boycott happening on clubs because... A lot of girls' drinks are being spiked in England. And in Scotland, a lot of people are being um, using needles and getting... No, spiked. that happened in Manchester. Oh, I, I know it's been a big thing in Scotland as well. But yeah, there, a lot of people are getting spiked. Um, yeah. So, you know, just uh, uh, just don't be a f- fucking dick. Like, guys, they, like, it's, they're not... People are not there for you. They are there for themselves. And on both like, ends of this, both ends of what actually yeah. you just said, Tori, you're doing it for you. At no point yeah. is it for someone else. Even no. when you're looking for attraction from someone else, that's still for you. And that's the important thing is it's for you. And anybody out there um, that's using their privilege and the bullshit that toxic masculinity has taught you, just remember that the first things we got onto this subject was it's mental health that, and, a, and a help in mental health that's, uh, that's doing that. So if you ever treat someone in that way or you become that kind of creep, what you're doing is taking advantage of someone's vulnerability in their mental health. And that's scummy as fuck. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's tough, though, because I think, like, with toxic masculinity, like, I think like it, it needs to get we need to like get more specific like when we're talking to like our friends about and our you know like our families about it being like hey like because because that's another thing that like maybe just kind of like bugs me is that we just like we throw a lot of these terms around and like if you're like you know like kind of woke then like you know what we mean when we say toxic masculinity um but you know like like my parents like if I say like oh that's a really toxic masculinity thing that you're doing right there like they might not understand what that is and they may not understand why so I think the most important thing is like if there's something if you if you're a guy and you like are are just questioning any of the actions that you've done or anything just like have conversations with people be like hey I'm feeling weird about this thing that I did like how does that 
how do, what what do you think like have conversations with the women in your life yeah. and like it's, it is, you know yeah I, I think if you so the first one is something I just did there, which was not on purpose, which is talking over women. Don't fucking do it. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, but, it, but it's also well, something... Too much. You should talk over me. Well, <laughs> ditto. But it is, it is also something that I think is um, both metaphorically and physically something that men do too often. Is talk over women. But I think anything that, anything that you are, feel you can do or should do because you're male is toxic. I think automatically. <laughs> anything that you feel that you can just do because you're male or anything that you feel you should be doing e.g a job or um some kind of sport or whatever because you're because of the fact that you're male it's inbuilt that it's toxic and the problem is is that what a lot of people don't seem to understand as well is that it's not just toxic to women that's the point it's toxic to men as well it is the reason so like because there's always this bullshit and it really irritates me from um people that are throwing out the toxic masculinity to go yeah, but why don't we talk about um male suicide why don't we talk about this and that it's like, because you're causing the same problem because all you're doing is yeah you want to talk about toxic, uh, you want to talk about male suicide you want to talk about male mental health which is absolutely important and it's something we should really get onto but at the same time you're then reinforcing your own toxic masculinity you've got to realize that one of them is the reason for the other and the reason that in the UK, the biggest killer of men under 40 is suicide mm. is because of the fact that they're told you can't cry because you are a man. You're told that you can't do certain things because you're a man. You can't talk about your feelings because you're a man. You have to just be tough because you're a man. You know, you are the one that should be the breadwinner because mm. you're a man. The, the toxic masculinity is toxic to men and women. It is both sides. It shouldn't just be women on the side against um, toxic masculinity. And that's, I think, where people go, oh, well, it's just, no, 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 it's not. And also anyone out there, feminist doesn't mean female. It means you want equality, you fuck Yeah, it. that's literally the definition. <laughs> it's literally, right. like, yeah, it's literally both. Well, right, it's an equal opportunity, because equal opportunity too. And yeah, you know, it's interesting, like right before we did this, I was like, scrolling on tiktok as one does and like this thing came up um i think it was like logan paul was on a podcast with these guys and they were saying like oh you're talking about the harry styles vogue cover and they were like oh yeah i can't believe you did that and that's not like manly and then logan paul actually believe it or not like had somewhat of a redeemable moment and was like yeah but like why isn't that manly like why like why would you say that and then they were getting really defensive being like well bro like you can't get mad at me for having my opinion and they were like why are you yeah and like just gaslighting him and it was just like oh my god we literally just witnessed toxic masculinity in the room because somebody literally just asked you a question and it, uh, it is a question yeah and i think the it's it's a not it's a nightmare logan paul has started to slowly redeem himself which is a, it's a good sign because you know somebody be able to do that his brother yeah, no but he has to give people room to grow and oh yeah work. absolutely especially when you're like you're logan you're logan paul when he was famous you know he was famous when he was much younger as well i mean as a kid and like yeah. obviously what he did was fucking disgusting but i also don't believe in cancel culture i think everybody needs room to grow and be able to redeem themselves like to ask somebody to a, like I think the whole Kevin Hart thing was ridiculous like asking him to apologize for tweets that he had already apologized for from the 2000s like I I think that was ridiculous like like it, it we have to give people 
second chances. It, it doesn't want to take away second chances. But I mean, it's, it is toxicity when they were doing things like that is the ridiculous. And, and we do have this idea of now, um, but I'm just allowed my opinion, which was the defense you're saying against like, well, yeah, but I have my opinion. No, no, fuck off. You don't. When it comes to things <laughs> When it comes to things like that, you don't. I'm sorry. If it comes to being misogynistic, becoming, um, you know, uh, anti-trans, anti-LGBT um, in any way, anything, any, no, you don't have an opinion. Or if you do, you shut the fuck up about it. You don't have to bring it forward. You can have your opinion. Fine, have your opinion. Have it behind closed doors where the rest of us don't have to deal with it and mm-hmm. other people aren't hurt by it. Because the thing that always annoys me, and I've seen it on comedy and I've seen it on TikTok when people reuse the same clip of the vo- of the audio where people go, oh, um, you know, then be offended. Um, st- when did sticks and stones not um, uh, ever, you know, stop meaning? Well, it was never. It was never fucking true. Because you, t- you know what? Well, you know what? The easiest way to do that to go against that when somebody says, "Oh, words don't matter." Okay, you're a sex offender. Let me tell all your friends and family that you're a sex offender, and you need to go. Uh, you need to go into register. See how quickly someone just suddenly decides that words matter. Because the second you start saying things like that, suddenly words matter again. Oh, but, but words don't matter. Apparently, they don't matter. So me just saying that shouldn't matter at all. Well, the problem is, is that nobody wants to have a real conversation and everybody wants just to keep going around in circles about the yeah. rules of the conversation. Yeah, and it's just it's just ridiculous. Words do matter and we need to be careful of it. And all of us, all of us, all of us, I don't care who you are, all of us have said stupid shit at inappropriate times yeah. and inappropriate things. When I probably we, said stupid shit on this podcast already. Uh, yeah, people, but, people are going to hate me anyway because, um, you know, um, and anyone that's listening along think, but this is a charity. They're, they're drinking, they're, they're, they're swearing. This is because this is the reality of mental health. This is the reality of mental health, that we should have open discussions and open talks. The more buttons down approach doesn't help anybody because it only helps the people that have already got to that point. It's not helped to anybody else. And that's, also, that's this doesn't happen. count as alcohol. Uh, this is uh, okay you can say whatever you feel like that but yeah i think it's that, and that is a fact i think it is not sponsored by copperberg <laughs> i think it is important for people to to know that there is a reality that when we talk about mental health as with anything else it is there is a reality to it as well and yeah i think um you know the the problem with with um, toxic masculinity and when you're arguing against it and when people go oh it's just my opinion like you said logan paul is it's only people like Logan Paul, like myself, like uh, it's only people that are seen as someone who could have benefited from toxic masculinity that ever yeah. get the chance to rail against it. And that's yeah. that's the worst thing is if you are, a, you know, a big a big guy that clearly, you know, and and you're white and, you know, all this kind of stuff, you get to you get to argue it. You're still going to have yeah. defense. But everybody else. No, we just we just shut you down. And that's yeah. the worst thing is that. It takes someone like Logan Paul, someone like, um, I don't know, I'm trying Justin to Baldoni does this really great podcast called Man Enough, where they like um, bring like different guys in and like try to like undefine masculinity. And it's really, really good. And they just had, um, and they have some really tough conversations on there. Like they have, like they get like real with people and really like dissect everything. And I'm like, oh, that's what we need. We need people like really getting into it, not just like, talking around the issue but like just on a personal basis being like let's have a real fucking conversation and just like 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 rip this apart and just see what happens which is the best i think that's the best thing about podcasts especially when there's a podcast without a a script because i've yeah. i mean so i won't i won't um tell anyone what it is but i have other podcasts that i that i um that i do and they're on you know all over the place 
But the one thing that is always confusing when people come on is that nine times out of 10, they'll be like, so what are we going to talk about? Well, I have a general thing. Oh, but don't you have any questions? No, because you don't have, you don't have questions. You don't go into a pub and have a conversation with a mate. If you were trying to uh, talk to a friend about how they've been mistreating someone or how they've been misgendering someone, how they've been just being a shit, you don't Mm -hmm. go in there with a list going, first order of business, I'd like to don't fucking happen you talk to them like it's like a normal person and yeah. then you get someone and it's exactly why we do it like this and why I do my other podcasts like it and similarly I've had um because on one of my other podcasts it is basically fighters you know it's it's former MMA fighters it's former um you know and actually on my um on my mental health podcast that I do I've had people on who are who have fought in um in Thailand in in the main stadiums who have been former MMA fighters and we we try our best to rail against it because we we're all aware that we are the ones who if put it this way i think the easiest way to see toxic masculinity is in my mind now you know it depends on what you think about this it's the people that you would be scared of as a young female if you saw a group of guys all over six foot that look like they could probably get into a fight or could defend themselves they're the ones you avoid yeah and that that honestly like kind of is and it, it's even like like the type of guys that I'm into like you know like my my step my my parents have always just been like oh like what about this person like I'm just like absolutely not no like I like um like like guys that are like 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 really like muscular like that like honestly like freak me out like like no like it's just like like physically it just makes me nervous and like I'm, I mean, like, I'm, a, I'm not, like, a tiny thing, but it still just, like, makes me slightly uncomfortable if I don't know them, obviously. Um, but, yeah, so I... I and that's, that's the thing. Definitely. And the reason I say that is because toxic masculinity and the results of toxic masculinity are the reasons that women are scared of. And that, or, or some men are scared of them. And that, that's the problem. Yeah. So I think what, that's why I, I have that, that mindset as well, is that if me um, and, a, and a couple of people that I've had, I'm thinking of two people specifically who are former fighters, went out a night out, we don't want to do anything, but that is the, the mindset that people have. And that's, that's the problem. And that, that's really, you know, it gets really uh, damaging for some people. And it's mm-hmm. something we, we do need to, do, to get into and discuss. And I think it is the place also, and this is something that... Um, I think people try and avoid um, anyone that has, has ever come across me on anywhere knows that I don't tend to avoid conversations like that or anything um, mm-hmm. is I think mental health charities should also be part of that discussion because yeah. so much of the bullshit that comes around. And as I said, male suicide is because of, it's, it is important for them to be part of that discussion and not to shy away from it because they think it's too political. No, fucking talk properly. Yeah. Well, we're not going to get, we're not going to get anywhere if we don't talk about it. Like it just, you know, it's, the, it's even with the black lives matter movement, like it, putting a black square on your Instagram doesn't fix anything. Mm. Like it makes you look like you're doing everything right. And that you're a politically correct organization, but unless you're actually doing something, then what's the point? My biggest issue with, and I can say, I can say this even though it's me, because this was on our Twitter as well. My biggest issue, and the, I think the charity and everyone's biggest issue, with World Mental Health Day, which is the biggest scam lot of bullshit that ever existed. Because mm. you know what happens? People get to put a poster in their window and say how fantastic they are. What else happens? Fuck all. 
Yeah. They give you a discount because you've done certain things. The great thing about that is, it's like, next time World Mental Health Day happens, ask the people that you're going to the shop for, ask them when they last had a break. Yeah. They've been allowed to go to the toilet on time. Ask them if they they, um, ever feel that they're in danger of their job for um, taking too long over something. Talk about the things that actually affect them and then tell me why in the hell that business is allowed to put into their window how fantastic they are because they support mental health days. Yeah. Uh, we've had actually someone who is uh, one of the other trustees for the charity that the last mental health, World Mental Health Day, the part of last year, the university's response was to give them all crest seeds. That was their thing because it was about nature. They all went and got crest seeds. We yeah. need to discuss mental health and we need to educate people on mental health, not just say, look, mental health exists. Great. And give people resources to get help. Like when I when I like uh, developed my eating disorder, I I didn't like have any help. Like I, you know, I I went. I had a school counselor that I went to and said this is going on, and I told him everything, and he was like, "Cool, we're not going to talk about the eating disorder. Let's talk about da 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 da." And I was like. Okay, and like you did trigger warning, like binging and purging. Yeah, we don't um, do trigger warnings on here. And, for the oh, same is my reason. internet freezing again? Your, your internet's going to be okay. Don't worry. Yeah, the trigger warnings I've explained before. So if anyone's wondering the reason we don't do trigger warnings, we have talked about it before, is that um, with trigger warnings, you have to assume what someone's trigger is going to be, which can be far more dangerous and also means that we don't have a full discussion, which is the whole point we've just been saying. We want yeah. full discussions. Um, we are an open chat when we do anything like this. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to listen to it. You can turn it off or you can yeah. just go to the, pit, the bits that you like. That's absolutely fine. But not discussing them is literally the problem. Yeah. So. But no, it was when that was happening, you know, there wasn't anything to do. Like I went to like my, I guess we would say GP over there and told them what was going on. And they were just like, oh, we don't really know how to deal with that. We'll put you on some antidepressants. And so I took those for a little bit, but then those started making me gain weight, which made me feel worse. So I stopped taking them and just never got any help for it. Really. It was, I had, I like had to do a lot of work on my own. And then I, even then, like I eventually told people, but it wasn't like, there's nothing. And it, it was like, I think we were saying before we got on, or maybe it was while we were on, I can't even remember, but like when I told people, like they didn't really know what to say. They didn't. They there was nothing they could do about it. Um, it. It got to the point where one of my best friends, Sophie, um, she knew what was going on, and we would like she would she would like know like when I was gonna like purge, and like we would just like be having a nice time, be out somewhere, we'd be eating, and then like the way it would it's just feel it would like a wave comes over me and then I would just snap and it's just like I made a decision in my mind that I'm going to do this and I would just like get up and go to the bathroom and I was very subtle about it always have been um but she knew and so there was like a couple of times where we were out and if we were with a big group of people she didn't make a fuss but she would just like come with me to the bathroom and be like I'm not no I'm not letting you do that and you know, I mean, like, I've never sought, like, like any professional, like, like specialist with eating disorders. So whether that was a good thing or not um, to do, like, it, it helped me because, you know, just knowing that other people knew made it so I could, I, I, I didn't do it when they were there, at least. Um, it's also something I think um, 
too much that we, we rely on sometimes is that a lot of us feel that we don't discuss um, something unless we can solve it. Well, what's the point yeah. of talking about it? We can't solve it. But that, all that does is build it up in the background constantly. And because we haven't dealt with it, that builds up onto the next thing that we can't solve and we haven't thought about and the next thing. And then eventually we just break down and we don't know why. It's because mm-hmm. all of that shit that we didn't want to discuss, that's now become a thing. And that's that's the biggest problem is that we don't want we don't want to discuss it. We, go, we can't be solved. So there's no reason talking about it. Let's just move on. It's like, no, no, no. Even if it can't be solved, doesn't matter if it can't be solved. Talk about it. Talk about how you're feeling. And that's something that we yeah. so much we, we um, avoid so much, especially in, in different parts of, of the country. I mean, I don't know how much about it, it, it. That's the case in America. I think it probably is. I'm I'm being very assumptive here that maybe California is better than Arkansas, for instance, um, and in the same thing here, whereas I think maybe in the north of England, I think depending on how close you are with your with your friends and your family, you're less likely to talk about it because it is, you know, I'm a man. I've been, you know, I've been on the building sites. That's what I'm doing. Whereas down south, we're a bit more kind of metropolitan. It's it's like, oh, no, we can go to a counsellor. And that's that's the thing. Well, I mean, it depends. The problem in the U.S. is also insurance. So yeah, yeah. the only access to, to help that I had was through my school at the time because I have insurance from New York and I was in North Carolina and they don't accept insurance in North Carolina from New York. Um, so like there was a couple of times I got into a car accident, like there not a couple of times. There was one time I got into a car accident. There was a couple of times I had to go to the hospital. Um, one car accident, other hospital trips that were just more embarrassing because one was a stage-related incident. I broke a sink, cut my hand open. Another time, I almost had to have my tonsils removed. It was a great time. One time, I was in a car accident. Um, but all of those, so, like, I would get a bill for $2,000 for that hospital visit. So, let alone, I couldn't get, and I was also in rural North Carolina, so there wasn't a lot of, like, eating disorder specialty things. And even then, my insurance probably wouldn't have covered it, even if I was in New York, um, because it's such, like, a specialist thing. And, you know, like having an eating disorder is not the same thing as like having cancer. So, and even then they don't cover all of that when that happens too. So, so one thing I will say, if you are in America, anyone out there, because I know, because the the whole thing comes up, if you go to our website, if you go to um, up for, um, I'm double checking the exact thing, upformentalhealth.org forward slash let's dash chat. Or you can just go to our website and then go on the resources and you'll find it in the Let's Chat section. Mm. Um, we are not just having resources in the UK. So the main page of the resources in the UK. However, at the top, it literally says worldwide. If you yeah. click on worldwide, it will take you to another website that will break it down by you've got um, Australia, Canada, um, USA and everything else on there. In the USA, for instance... Under um, eating disorders, the Eating Disorder Foundation is, um, offers a broad range of educational and support services at little or no cost. Oh, see, that's amazing. If you're in the U.S., don't feel that you can't reach out just because of your insurance, because I know that that in the U.S. Mm-hmm. is a massive thing, that you, you're worried that you can't afford it or it's going to make you bankrupt or anything like that. You can st- even in the U.S., you can still find services like that. So please... Go onto our website, go to the Let's Chat under on the resources, and you can find something on the worldwide link on there. Go to the worldwide link, and you can find something even if you're in the US. Um, that website that it takes you to has things, the general websites, depression, anxiety, addictions, trauma, sexuality and gender, and eating disorders on there. So there's always still something for you, even if you're in a country 
that has a medical system as screwed up as the US. <laughs> anyway. Definitely. Yeah, see, if I, I wish that I had had that, that would have been, yeah, that's amazing. Why we exist. This is. <laughs> this is why we're here, man. This, we're doing the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if we move on a little bit, because um, as yeah. all podcasts always should do, we've gone around the houses, and, and, and but that's what I think they should do. Um, <laughs> but. Um, and we talk about different facets of, of mental health in different areas of it. So um, what made you, apart from me saying, would you like to do this? What made you want to um, help our charity, for instance, or, or any kind of charity in terms of um, uh, mental health and talking about that? Yeah, I mean, I think also just sort of the reason that I just that we just said, like, you know, like I didn't have that when I was going through it really bad. I didn't know that there were things like that that I could have access to. Um, and that would have really helped me. And nobody around me knew either. It's like even people that, that did know that what I was going through, they didn't know that that was um, something that was a resource. So want to help that. And then also just, you know, to, you know, I just, I'd never want anyone to have to go through what I've gone through and, and people who've had it a lot worse than me with other stuff too, you know, I mean, and yeah, you know, just it's yeah. Yeah, yeah basically you you felt like you wanted to help is what it sounds like. Yeah, I just I I'm a very empathetic is empathetic the right word? Like I just like I love everybody and I want to like help that. Is empathetic the right word for that? I always get I, empathetic and sympathetic. Em, em, empathetic I I have various different views on empathetic, but what you're describing is sympathy, not empathy. Sympathy. Damn it. Empathy is, <laughs> empathy is the idea that you can literally put yourself into that person's um shoes and understand it more mm. um, i'm a bit iffy on that um but sympathy is that you you can kind of you you can feel sorry for their position and that you you want to make it better so yeah i think i think that then i would i want that like i want i just want everyone to always like feel safe and loved and like like i'm the person that like i used to be a bouncer at a, a bar in north carolina um i was like the only uh woman bouncer at the time and um i was you basically in charge there, of... you have very very you have very different rules on who can be on the doors in america don't you because you can just do it well i was in i was in the bathrooms because we had to make sure that the girls weren't going into the guy's bathroom so that was my main job because the guys couldn't go in and do it okay so, but what ended up happening was that every time a girl would get like really fucked up and needed to like help getting out the guy bouncers didn't want to touch her because they didn't want to like get in trouble or any you know so so I would do it so half the time I ended up just driving a bunch of them home because their friends had ditched them and I would like stop at like McDonald's and like get them some food and like just like want and be like okay like if you need anything tomorrow like here's my number like I just like I just want everybody to be okay and safe and even like now in London when I see people on the street and they're like girls are drunk I'm like hey babe are you okay like where's your friends like what's going on like let's do you need me to call somebody for you do you need me to get you an uber like what's happening like I just want yeah, to take the stereotypes care. for a, <laughs> a southern for a southern um girl in America I really am <laughs> um, my parents yeah. were I'm originally from New York and my parents are just like oh you you're, you're not a New Yorker anymore you're a southerner now and I'm like I accept it <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just reminds me of um, a scene in, in Sex and the City where um, they, they're having a, a discussion about someone being from New York and they go up to him and say, sorry, uh, um, about, about being New York. Like, oh, my God, they thought I was from New York. Ah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> I, oh, I've seen that. I watched that recently, I think, too. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it, it is. I think that that's 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 good. There's very different reasons that people um, come to it. Um, and I think having been through it yourself, there is some understanding um, because and I, I mean, I will say this for anybody out there that that wants to that wants to help. If you want to help us, fantastic. Get in touch. Uh-huh. The website's there. Um, the, the details are below. Send us a, send us a contact. But um, if anyone that wants to help in, in any kind of way, really, I think um, the big thing that a lot of us mistake ourselves doing is going, well, I have depression or I have an eating disorder. Or I have this. Therefore, I know what that per- you don't. Like, no. You can have some understanding. You can kind of be like, OK, so that sounds familiar or I can notice some things. The one thing I think we all have to be very careful of is you do not understand and i and this is going to really annoy some people but you don't you just don't because everyone is an individual it's why i get really annoyed because yeah people that have mental health issues tend to seemingly get away with mass tweets that go because of this i'm talking for everyone no you're fucking not is it in the same way that you know I can speak for all women. Da, da, yeah. da, da. Like, no, I cannot speak. Absolutely not. I can barely speak for myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. I think it no, is important. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that's why I think as a charity, we are much more in the idea that you find what is best for you. And then we try and help that um, yeah. because you aren't just a, um, a list of tick boxes. Unfortunately, that is how, um the the two main texts for the us and the rest of the world work with mental health is it's kind of going oh tick 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 okay we've decided you have this unfortunately that's just not the reality of it i'm sorry it isn't um yeah. if any of my lecturers are, are, are watching this um for my my furthering in in uh, mental health hello um but it's it's just not true people can be in the depths of hell but one thing they do doesn't fit I mean, I, I suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder, which is one of the most misunderstood um, disorders on the planet. The media just screws it so much. And it's completely different for every single person that I've met. You know, there is an assumption that if you, you have OCD, well, you're, that means that you must be very tidy and everything's going to be in its place. And no. Now, I grant you, I am fitting a stereotype. There are bookcases behind me, and yes, they are in genre order. However, this office, as I was talking to Tori beforehand, yesterday before I cleaned up, was a complete mess. It means that you will obsess about a specific thing. It doesn't mean everything. Unfortunately, there's a throwaway. It also means that I know people that have OCD, and I will have some idea of kind of going, okay, well, let's try and avoid this, or let's do this. But I don't know what's going on in their head, because I don't know what their mind has fixated on. And that's the problem. And I think too many times we we think we know best. Um, that's also a problem for people themselves, I think, as well. I think too many people go, oh, yeah, but I know my own mind. Mm. You, you, you don't. I don't. You don't. The reason I I'm going to very quickly, I'm sorry, I'm talking a bit, but I'm going to very quickly explain as to why I'm, why I'm saying this, because I know there's going to be people that go, oh, yeah, I do know my own mind. How dare you? Of course I know my own mind. I know it better than so. Right. There's a reason that an external perspective is there. So. If you buy some bread, now we're going to be specific about how it is in England because I know France. Is it sourdough? Well, no, no, just bread in a plastic bag because I know certain um, European countries don't have it in a plastic bag. So if we have a ba- um, some bread and we have it in a plastic bag and we put it on the side at home, if we go out for the day, when we come home, that bread's still there and it's exactly the same because it's been there for a day. If we go out and come back 
two or three weeks later, it's probably still going to be in date, should hopefully be okay, but it might be starting to get some, some droplets on the inside. It might be a little bit off. If we go away for a month and we come back, well, now that bread's probably gone off. And actually, it started to expand. The plastic has expanded out as everything has expanded and the gases have been released and it's starting to get wet. But it still looks like the bread. It still looks the same. It's still there. Now we go away for a year and we come back. Well, now what is on the side has been expanded and potentially um, let the gas go. It's black. It's turned into a growth. And it's just not the same thing. You, in fact, you wouldn't necessarily notice bread. Well, now think about that in terms of your mental health. There might be something that when you've left it for a day or two, yes, you could go back and be fine. You could leave it for a week, maybe a month. It's changing a little bit, but it's still quite there. If you have something in your mind and you've left it since your childhood, you left it for a year, two years, three years. When you go back to it, it is festered. It is not the same thought that you once had. So, yes, you may know your mind, but because you've left it alone for so long, it has grown into something far worse. And I think mm -hmm. that's something we need to be, um, be very aware of as well. Um, yeah. That's my, that's my analogy portion of the podcast. It was a good analogy. <laughs> it was really, no, it was, I was like, oh, I see where he's going. <laughs> okay. I think okay. it's important that we don't just, that we do our best to help others if we can, and that's what we want to do, but we yeah. don't try and assume we know, and we don't try and psychoanalyze ourselves because I think that's, we do that too much. We do that too much. Um, right. So now we're going to get onto the bit that is the bit that I, that I threw at Tori at the last minute of yesterday um before this podcast that i've asked and i'm going to look to my side to make sure i know what i actually asked Tori to do so basically a um i asked if you had a book mm -hmm. a film slash show because of course west end and all all that kind of stuff and because that is what you're into in fact you're you're in a show at the moment or director you're doing something with a show at the moment and then also a song that you feel has either um been something you needed at a specific time or helped you grow in yourself so do you have a book? Um, or a magazine or a comic book? I don't know if you're into comic books. No, so it's um, kind of nerdy. The just like all of Cassandra Clare's books, um, like the Mortal Instruments and Infernal Devices series, like the Shadowhunter series, like those like are just my comfort books that like I can always come back to, and like I. Like, if I'm just walking around, I'll, like, listen to the audiobooks, and I can fall asleep to it. And then, like, I just got this really cool edition of um, Clockwork Princess for the 10th anniversary that I'm really obsessed with. I found it in Oxford, and I was like, yes. <laughs> um, but, and, like, she's still writing some books about them, too. But, like, I started reading those books when I was, like, 14. Um, when I was like in middle school, no, not younger than that. I must've been like 12 when I started reading them and like, she's still writing them. And like, they've like, I've kind of, I feel I've kind of like grown up with them. And it's been like one of those things that like other people, I haven't really met a lot of other people that read them. So it's just really been like my thing. Hmm. Um, and I've, I've never heard of them. I have to say, I have to admit. Yeah. I mean, they're good. They're good. You know, it's like, you know, it's like the whole like fantasy stuff. I mean, I was also like a diehard Twilight fan when Twilight was a thing like I think that definitely shaped a lot of <laughs> um the kind of pe guys that are eye roll for me there I have to say <laughs> it's not yeah I'm not painting a great picture myself but, <laughs> but those books um yeah I don't know they've just kind of always always been there and just like given me a nice escape I guess that's my thing is that when I'm when I like consume content like I 
I cannot read or watch anything that has anything to do with my job. So like, I, like, I didn't like, like I watched Glee like later on, but like when I, I was in high school and like in a choir, I didn't want to watch Glee because I was like, that's stressful. That's my life every day. I don't want to watch that. It's the same thing with like all of these, you know, just any kind of show that has anything to do with the entertainment industry. I'm just like, I don't want to watch that. I want to watch something to escape. Um, something that has nothing to do with anything in my life. Um, so that's why I like that. Like, and that's a, a lot of the stuff that I consume entertainment wise. Cause it, it's very much just like when I have a spare moment, I don't, I want to disassociate from reality. So, so with, with the, with the books specifically, yeah. do, you, do you basically treat it like a security blanket? Oh, absolutely. So it's yeah. just a kind of like. It, I mean, there's the thing that all of us have put up at some point. I don't want an adult anymore, or uh, adulting is is hard. And it's that kind mm-hmm. of idea that you can just read the, read them and going to go, okay, I'm 14 again. I don't have to worry about this. There are no bills. There's no, no, you know, this is good, right? Let's just let's just pretend I'm still at, at high school, although maybe not the best. Maybe not that, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't have to worry about anything. You know, it's yeah, care of. Just fully, I can just fully dive in and be in that and yeah and she's still writing these books like and they're, they're still fucking they're still good like I'm 25 reading them and I'm like I'm still like when a new book comes out I'm still like this is damn good and um you know it's it, so but yeah it definitely is like a security blanket and it's just like a nice like cozy place to go to yeah I think it's, it's good I mean, do you want to say the the author, the author against if anyone out there wanted to yeah Cassandra Clare highly recommend she's like there she's written like the original series which is the mortal instruments the prequel series which is the infernal devices and then um a, a series after that which is dark artifices and then she's written a, a, a sequel to the prequel series and now <laughs> She's working on a sequel to the post series, and it, there's a lot happening. It's a whole like multiverse of shit. It's a fantasy series. Yeah, it's like my version of the Avengers, except I don't. Okay, here's my controversial take. I hate Marvel. Um, I don't like any of it. It's just not for me. So this is my alternative to that of the big universe that is. Also, Mar- Marvel arguably not fantasy, but anyway. Um... How? They uh, have superpowers. How is that not fiction? Uh, some of the superpowers are science fiction. It's the same way in which people put Star Trek and Star Wars together. They're not the same at all. Apart from the well, fact they're both in that, space. But like, but the, but that's sorry. Thor is like a, a god from like a cloud or some shit. So in the original Thor film, what you call magic, we call science. It is the same. We just call it different things. So the idea is that it is a science that they don't understand. I saw Shang-Chi and that was some magic. There was some magic, man. In the same way as in Doctor Strange, they say the same thing, that it's just things that are beyond your current understanding. So it's the point that my point was, it was just, it's not, the, it's not, quite, it's not quite fantasy. Anyway, I'm well, so, okay. if anyone, well, those that don't know me, that. down there in my bookcase are a lot of comic books, and I'm, yeah, I've, I, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> although the, the, um, the... I feel like this is what we should have been talking about the whole oh, Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I've been podcasting MCU. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> But uh, but it's, it's I mean that's actually a, a a good point as well in terms of the media that we take in and the books that we take in that it's good to have um, something because we are all different and we have different opinions on things so 
it's it's good to be able to to find a new author for someone, you know, for instance, because yeah, I mean, those books have been a really great comfort to me, and you know, it's been nice, like, kind of growing up as she's been writing them too, because then it's like, you know, every couple of years I have a new book to read, and I get to see where those characters are, and like, you know, like the characters that were like. 13 when the series started are like my age now and it's like seeing them transition into adulthood as I have it's like it's almost like Taylor Swift who where we go into the song now who um I've also grown up with in the same way where it's like every time an album comes out I've been like this is my life like Fearless came out and I was like oh my god boys everything high school 15 somebody tells you they love you you're gonna believe them and then Red came out right after I had my first breakup and screaming in the car with my best friend Brianna to We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. Like, it's a whole vibe to, to now. So, yeah. I, 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 I like that song, actually, Never Ever Get Back Together. I, I like Taylor Swift. I have no issue with Taylor Swift at all. Um, I think she, gets, she does get a bad rap sometimes. People going, oh, the, the, her original stuff. Ah, there's nothing wrong with Not that. anymore. Not anymore. If you've watched Miss Americana, her documentary on Netflix, highly recommend. And also, like, anyone that has, like, an opinion of, like, because it, it was a thing a few years ago, everybody's like, I just don't like her. I just don't trust her. She's a snake. And then it was like, oh, really? You mean that we were all just, like, feeding into that toxic masculinity narrative? And it it's was, like, oh, no. It's because of how he He's sexist. Like, it was although just, I never was because I always loved her. But. Yeah, it seemed to be because of Harry Styles. Because of One Direction. Because Harry no, Styles. Well, maybe that. But that, that definitely the, didn't help because their they're fans, not to anything bad about those fans. A lot of friends that are One Directioners that are great, but like those fans are like very protective of them. Any and fan so, fan yeah. yeah. And yeah. but then the whole Kanye West thing, or I think it's just Yay now. Yes, apparently it's just changed to Yay now. Yay. Okay. Well, Yay is still a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> oh, it hasn't. Sorry. But yeah, I mean, it, it does. I think when you're growing up with the music and it is it's seemingly in your mind reflecting your life at certain times oh yeah that can be that I think that's that is something we can go into I remember when I um broke up uh I say I broke up when they broke up with a, a partner um a while ago I was listening to like um I've got to kind of remember the, the name of the band it's just the album I was listening to where it was it was all those really kind of you know, they they broke my heart. It's all those kind of things. And mm. much as some people kind of go, oh, yeah, but you're wallowing. Yeah, but actually also it's helping because it's making us realize that I'm not the only person that's currently going through this shit. I'm not the yeah. only person it's ever happened to. Like when people have a go about like when Adele's, because Adele's music does the same thing, you know. Mm. Um, it's, just, it's, it's Do you hear her new song? I have not, no. <gasps> Stop what you're doing. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, oh if you're listening God. to this podcast, stop it now. Literally the right now, <laughs> easy on me, Adele. I love you. I'm in the city. Come be my best friend. Um, <laughs> she's, a, she's. I think she lives like 60 miles from you. So, um, she actually does. I think. <laughs> Tori's now going to go for the rest okay. of the day out looking for Adele. Um, but if you see me walking around, I'm just looking for Adele. Don't talk to me unless you're Adele. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's that, that is interesting. No, you do, I mean you talked a little bit about TV shows and stuff, but you did say you had like three or four. Yeah, it's. So it's, is it film? So I mean, I did say not, film or or show. So everybody, this what the first one that I'm about to say is going to sum up. If anybody has had like thoughts about the kind of person that I am, this whole podcast and been like, 
this I feel like will sum it up. Uh, number one, go to background noise slash comfort show that I have watched. I have watched this entire series at least seven times now. And when I say it, you'll be surprised because there's many, many seasons. And that is Grey's Anatomy. It means absolutely nothing to me. I think I got through half a seat, half, half an episode and just went, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I, it is. I, mm, I, I think the other, the other thing about me that you need to know is that I am a hopeless romantic and like, okay, spoiler alert, if you haven't gotten past like season 10 of Grey's Anatomy, skip ahead 15 seconds. Um, but after Derek dies, I like just need to like go back to the beginning when everything was good and happy and they were falling in love. And I just like get to a point sometimes where I'm just like, all right, time to watch the love story happen again. And I go back and I watch the whole thing. And it just, and then yeah and it, it, yeah it's, I mean, speaking to a place still again in speaking to a part of your soul basically it's speaking to that part of you that goes right there is you know despite anything else you want to be a, you're a hopeless romantic the idea that you can just be whisked off your off your feet and something's going to happen and you know it, love wins out and all that yeah. it's, that's still part of part of it's, it, so. it's also it's that it's fun and then like what what's the other one that's a, a comfort show oh new girl is also a big comfort show um, because uh, I'm in love with the character of Nick Miller, but I also think I kind of am the character of Nick Miller. Um, so I don't know what that says about me, but um, yeah, that one's just fun. It's just like, I think just the comedy in that show is so well-written and they just have such like, that whole cast has such great chemistry that like every time I watch it, I laugh. Like they just, like the improv that they did on that show is just so quick and it's so it's so funny because it's so stupid and I guess that's what I love is just like like silly things like just just like absolute like nonsense and I like not all comedy has to be super smart and like I appreciate it when it is but like sometimes I'm just like god that was so dumb and I loved it it is interesting. I mean, new, with Nick Miller I've, he's basically a, a less toxic version of Ted from How I Met Your Mother um Mm. Who is, I haven't watched How I Met Your Mother. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's a. I, I, if again, if anyone's watching this podcast, I might get some hate now. But um, Ted is one of the most toxic people on the goddamn planet. Um, mm. he's the main character. That's always oh, he's all about love. No, he he permanently is in love with someone. Doesn't admit it. Just goes around sleeping with different women every night, and then go and then pretends not to be exactly the same as the bunny. Um, the bunny character anyway um but, uh, <laughs> but but yeah i think it's just a, it's basically a, a less toxic version so i mean the one thing i would say is that from that character of nick miller you do have the he's very self-deprecating he mm -hmm. doesn't, doesn't believe that he's attractive or a good person he doesn't you know there is a lot there is a lot to say about maybe the way that you're feeling about yourself at a certain time that maybe you're you're finding something in it for for maybe less healthy reasons if that's what you're associating with well maybe it's that but then it's also like okay so the other thing is that i was having this conversation the other day i am convinced that i that in another life i was like a 60 year old irish man that like just stayed in his local pub just drinking between like beer and like a whiskey because like i've been when i've the show that i'm working on now um it um the macbeth rotherhide playhouse um, we closed 
November 6th if you want to come see it. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> a little shameless plug. But it's in a pub. So after the show, like, I've been, like, just getting, like, um, just, like, an Irish whiskey on the rocks. And everybody's looking at me like, what are you drinking? Like, I literally just look like an old man with my, like, whiskey. And Nick Miller's also that guy, too, where he's just like, I want to drink that a coal miner would want. Like, and I don't know why, but I, there's a part of me that's just like, yeah, like, just get, like, something just, like, bare bones, no nonsense, like, just, like, raw, man, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I think it's always good when you can find your, as long as the character isn't a nightmare. I think it's always good when you can find yourself in a character to a point. Um, no, and that's... I feel like I, I'm the mix. I, at different points in my life, I am the mix of all of the men in Friends. At different mm. points in my life, I am, I am all of them. I um, think that's a good thing, though. The only one that's, like, toxic, I would say, is Ross. But, I mean, she doesn't Unfortunately, I think there's one. probably quite a bit of me that is Ross. Um, I can't lie. Um, I, th- I think because of my OCD, because Dino's OCD, people don't, that's actually something to, to point out. Um, because mm. of my OCD, people don't realise that I, it's very hard to keep control over a correction of something. It's also why I really dislike the idea of opinion and fact being on equal levels, because they're not. Uh, no, no, and, no. And that's the one bit where I think that I'm very much Ross. Like, no, no, no. However, I can name all 50 states in um, like 10, 15 minutes. So, um, I can't do that. I can't put them in order. I have no idea where they are, but I can name them all. Um, the only one that ever... I can tell you where they are, but I... The only I one that ever catches me out is Nebraska occasionally, but that's, that's it. I, I, I can name them generally. Um, but, uh... Here. <laughs> it's on my nose. That's where it is. This is the map. This is the... Midwest, this is Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, so um, was there... I forgot this on the podcast. <laughs> you were, sorry? I said I forgot. I was just making gestures and I forgot. <laughs> it's podcast. fine. I mean, this, this is a podcast that's going up on YouTube, so we're, we're still okay. Um, <laughs> just... Hide behind the microphone. <laughs> ah, you're fine. Um, so was there another show? Because you did say to three so i didn't know if there was another show or, or, or tv or oh um fleabag is another one are these all very american shows i think we're coming fleabag? i've never heard of it what is it <gasps> okay well i found out what you're doing tonight um, <laughs> i mean for anyone out for anyone out there depending on what this i mean is i'm supposed- actually doing a mental health pod- uh, oh mental- my this is a very it's a <laughs> adam phoebe waller bridge I'm literally looking up now. Does that name mean anything to you? What? Phoebe, Phoebe Waller Bridge. So I don't watch TV. I, I I own I own a TV. It doesn't ever get switched on. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I watch I do watch Netflix and, and you have Amazon. But I, I only ever watch films generally. So I do have I do have Prime. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm literally Look looking that. up now. I'm looking up what the hell it's about. <laughs> Like one of the greatest shows ever written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It is about a woman living in London. She oh. wrote it. She stars in it. She directed a lot of it, I believe. And there's two seasons, and it will fucking change your life. Do you want to explain a bit more about why and what it's really about then? Because I'm guessing you're again you're. Pretty- I can't. I can't. I don't want to give it away for you, but it's okay. I mean, oh God, put aside all the awards that it won, but. It, 
No. I almost feel hate from you right now. Like, what the hell, what the hell does he do? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I want to find a way to describe this appropriately without giving it away because it's just. I have this. I have a book of the of the screenplay here somewhere. Um, I think it's on the other side of the room. It's. It's about. It's it's about a single woman living in London, and it is it's a dramedy is how I would explain it. Okay. It's a dark comedy. And. Yeah. It's about relationships, relationships with friends, relationships with partners, relationships with sex, relationships with yourself, with her sister, and her father and the stepmother and it is um yeah it, it's it is the first season is kind of her unraveling okay i mean i'm just having only a- two seasons and there's only going to be two seasons oh, it's, like it's been adapted from apparently an edinburgh free, uh, edinburgh one woman play that yes she did she did a, a a show of it as well which i still haven't seen but um Oh God, yeah. You just—it's a quick watch too, so it's not. And they, the episodes just go like—I think they're probably like twenty-something minutes each, and they just go one after the other. So you could watch a season in a night. I've watched a series in a night. Fuck, maybe I'll do it tonight. <laughs> um, but you need to watch Fleabag tonight. If anybody listening has not seen Fleabag, stop what you're doing right now. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge, if you're listening, you're fucking star and i love you and let's have coffee and you're amazing so um so yeah i mean i i'm i i watch i watch films and i do watch stuff on netflix and 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 actually i don't watch netflix that much i don't think it's actually that good um i watch prime a lot and um you didn't watch squid game uh, most overrated film uh, program that's ever been out there yes yes i did um It's so overrated and it's it's so predictable. I guessed pretty much every single thing that was coming up on episode one. Pretty much episode oh. one. Maybe episode two, I was there. Also, that's spoiler alert. That's clearly the bad guy. That's clearly that guy's brother. Okay, yeah, fine. That's gonna happen. He's clearly gonna win. Yeah, oh, he's gonna go. Yeah. It was so obvious. It was so obvious. Because well, obviously that he was gonna part, win was obvious, but like I mean, the every um single part of that program has been done before and better somewhere else every part of it and the program itself was written 10 years ago and it was rejected 10 years ago when it was done 10 years ago i think they literally had just gone oh so we're going to take some of this and this and this and just pretend that we're smart i i, I really I, I like it's an okay watch it's an okay watch but it did you have you have you seen dune yet which the remake or the original dune the one with timothy chalamet the movie yeah, so that's Did the remake. There's an original. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I like the original more. <laughs> I thought this one was awful. Yeah, the original is far better. The original is is a is a campy kind of thing, but it's it it's far better. The remake is is. I was so disappointed. I was like, I'm so glad I sat through two and a half hours of exposition for nothing to happen. Yeah. See, I love, I love that this is now uh, gone. We've gone mental health to just uh, uh, just talking about TV, but it's great because it's, I, know. <laughs> I think this is what a podcast should be, and I think we should be able to discuss things differently. And also, there's yeah. something that people should be very aware and see from that is that there is a there is a genuine passion, and unsurprisingly, guys, mental health, passion, emotions come together. 
behind mm-hmm. both of our opinions on different things because I, so I'm a massive film buff. I used to, I basically got my way through university by going to film quizzes and winning them because mm-hmm. that meant I won, I won alcohol. I, my, okay. my film collection when I went to university was in like near to 2000. Um, in, so I, I'm, I'm a film buff. So I, that's why I know the obscure stuff. I want to so, go to more film quizzes and pay off my education. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's why there, there's a, there's a passion for me. And obviously certain ones make, um, like they're connected to you. It is interesting. Yeah. Um, I think to, to point out that your 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 TV your show choices and your song choices mm-hmm. are very much something that you feel are connected to you, whereas your book choice is some something to help you go back. It's an interesting one because basically you're going this this has been me like Taylor's. So you've gone from books, which is like fourteen. This is when I'm young. I'm just figuring stuff out. To Taylor Swift that helped you grow up and you know deal with breakups to then finding yourself in all the shows um and yeah. going, oh, I'm this person this person it, it is almost like it's been a trajectory for you but you're still seeing yourself in the shows whereas if you need an escape you're going back into the books yeah uh, that's true I mean I think I I think also like millennials and gen z probably more so millennials we're also obsessed with like putting ourselves in a box we're so obsessed with like finding like which personality type are we which like which friends character are you are you a monica are you a rachel are you like like we're so obsessed with like finding like oh this show i'm definitely this person like and i don't know what that is but i definitely i i am guilty of that as well and also i it's fun like if we're talking friends if we're talking all the friends i'm a chandler but if we're talking just the women i'm a phoebe um but (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if we're going to movies, then all my answer is like horror movies and everything, because I've always loved horror movies. Um, Do you find a that that is more the escapism? It's escapism again. Yeah. It's 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 interesting because in in your choices for things that you felt have helped you or been there for you, you've got you've got both immersive and escapism both in built in your entertainment, which I think is relatively rare. I don't know if anybody, I don't know if people generally do that that much. I think they, they might have one show, like you say, that they connect with friends or, you know, How I Met Your Mother or wh- whatever it is. Um, I'd say Will and Grace, but let's be honest, no one watched it. Um, but there's, there's that where they might have that show and they think of that. But then I think most people use it as escapism, horror films or, or whatever it is. You know, I certainly, I mean, I, I, I take in a lot of YouTube. I've, I've, um, you know, I, I like the side men and things like that. I, I watch that and that's what I take in and it is escapism because it's different every week. And that's I think the mm-hmm. advantage of that. Um, the fact that you're on, on both sides of it is interesting that you've kind of gone, look, I need, I need to have, I need to know who I am. I need to see myself in others, good or I bad do. as that may be. Yeah. Um, but then I need to escape sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, when I like listen to music as I'm walking down the street, like I like have like, like if a song comes on, I like have like a whole like daydream in my head of how that song applies to my life. And like, just like, like oh, basically like a little mini music video goes on in my head. Um, I also listen to a lot of podcasts too. Um, Conan O'Brien needs a friend is my favorite. Um. <laughs> I am hurt. As you know, I do other podcasts. I'm you hurt. didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> podcast. 
I wasn't aware I was. <laughs> I don't even know the names of your pops. Oh, guys, oh, you've even watched part, part of them, apparently. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, but that was when I first met you because you were like, oh, you should do this charity. And I was like, who is this? Yeah, so well, so if anyone doesn't know, I, I first um, came across, um, actually, it was interesting because I came across you because of a mental health thing. You were, you were, in, you were clearly vulnerable. Um, and I basically just went, look, you know, are you okay? <laughs> basically. And then she went, look, I, I think you'd, you'd fit for this chat. And I, as, as we were saying off camera, I think personally, I really, and most people, if anyone's got to the end of this, firstly, give yourself a round of applause, round of applause, a round, bloody hell, a round of applause. Ah. Don't drink as much coffee as me. Um, give yourself a round of applause because well done. But also, um, if, you're, if you're still watching, you'll you're kind of um you'll see that we are more with this more natural and that's how i like things to be because when talk about mental health i think it's important to be able to be natural because that's who you are we're all different and as i was saying to you i liked the fact that you were just telling people that this is this is just my life this is i am you know i'm girl this is this is what's going on i'm really worried about these fees that are going on um because you know of being Is American. that the one that started this? Oh my God, yeah. Um, so in going from that, and then I just went, if you thought about like sharing this with other people, <laughs> because actually I think it'd be really good. I mean, that's kind of um, where, where it went from. Um, and it was, yeah. a, I think I, I said the podcast so that you could kind of see um, the kind of way I personally talk to people um, yeah. because it was with Call Me Chris. Um, if anyone wasn't, ha- hasn't seen, Call me Chris is fantastic. You can go and see her YouTube, Twitch, and TikTok as well. Um, and uh, you know, it's fantastic. If you week. haven't seen her, you live under a rock. Yes, she's she's everywhere. She's everywhere. Yeah. She's big time she's now. Killing it. So yeah. So I, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's good. I mean, podcasts. I I have to admit, um, podcasts are good. I when I was running the London Marathon recently, I actually had the complete works of H.G. Wells in my which is hilarious because everyone else listening to music and you can hear it and a bit and I'm there just like you know H.G. Wells time machine like oh what are you listening to that what the fuck yeah. <laughs> like running the marathon being like I'm listening to Moby Dick <laughs> yeah basically yeah next time he might win <laughs> yeah yeah um but I think it's it is uh it is good to, to, to have that and kind of see yourself in others I think it can be potentially potentially problematic if that one person that you idolize but then is turns out to be a complete yeah i mean that's that a, is twat not twat for any americans out there um, <laughs> it like i don't know there's definitely certain like episodes of shows and things that i go to where i'm just like i need to hear this character say this to me right now like i need to like just have whatever that is whatever that emotion is like you know it's just like like when you get like when you have a breakup and you're just like you know what? I need to just watch Bridget Jones like I know it's problematic and that it's kind of fucked up but like I don't care like I need to watch it right now and it's gonna make me feel better and so you it's just sometimes that's just what it is and that's okay you know like yeah also I fucking love Bridget Jones I don't care I <laughs> I just wish she could talk with an English accent. I'm sorry, but it's awful. Um, <laughs> I didn't know she was American until I saw her at an awards speech. Awful. I, I have so so many people I watch go, oh, it's such a, it's awful. Because oh, I disagree. The part I of, no, the part of the country that Bridget Jones is meant to be from and the 
the the class and everything that she's is mine. She does not sound English in the slightest. It is okay, fair enough. Plainly obvious that she is American. The reason I say American is because Americans are the ones that can't do the English accent. Um, because Australians actually can, and they're the only. Uh, but it's I, I, so many people go, oh, she did this really well. And I'm like, are we listening to the same person? Like what? Um, yeah, I feel like you're just very picky because it's because it's so because it's personal to you. But it's, well, but yes, it's, I mean, um, quite, but I think it's also because I I I'm quite good at recognizing the accent. Uh, the best, I mean, I'm trying to think. There are good. There are Americans that can do English accents really well, depending on where it is. Um, that do English accents actually very well. Annoyingly, Chris Pratt can do an Essex accent quite well, which is quite funny. Funny. Um, yeah, like only like it's quite funny because he does it comedically, and I'm there going, I know people that sound exactly like that. But like, that's how you start. It has to sort of yeah, be it's, it's, like it's, a, it's an exaggeration at first, and then you can tone it down. Yeah. I mean, if we're putting her next to Dick Van Dyke, obviously she's way better, but <laughs> <laughs> she's not. You yeah. know. All right, Governor, it's not that, but um, but yeah, so um, this has turned into a film podcast. So, um, but yeah, so thank you, thank you so, so much for being with us. Anybody that wants to um, see a bit more about Tori, if you go onto our website and I will tell you exactly where you can find her because I'm going to bring it up as we talk. So, oh if you go on to upformentalhealth.org and you go to meet the team because she's part of the team. Um, you've got the trustees, and if you go down a little bit, you've got the ambassadors, and there is um there is tori or victoria because it'd be nice for the whole name um and you can find a lot more details about her there as well um you know director actor singer just That's comedian combating <laughs> jesus so you can find out all the all the things um on there as well a little bit more about um tori if you want to know um, any more and if you check out um tori's tiktok which we will put down below as well so you can find her as well as um will be nice and put her website there as well if you, if you might want to hire her i don't know um so we'll put that all below. i like money yep everyone likes money so we'll put that down below as well um do check tori out and um you'll be seeing a few things that obviously between ourselves and Tori is one of our ambassadors on there as well. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, everyone, for, for watching this. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for having me.